Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. The holiday ad season is in full swing, whether you like it or not. It is that time of the year when every company is making sure you are buying into their brand. And companies do just about everything they can to make sure their ads are a cut above. With humor, nostalgia, or just tugging on your heartstrings. Terry O'Reilly is here to talk about the art of the holiday advertisement. Terry, of course, is the host of Under the Influence right here on CBC Radio 1. Terry, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Broadly, from your perspective, what is it that makes a really good holiday ad? It's a very tricky time of the year in advertising because I always say that it's the one time of the year where everybody's selling the same thing, which are Christmas presents, Christmas gifts. So a great Christmas ad uh, captures the essence of the company or the product, but also has uh, a sense of of sentiment in it because of the season. But the trick is to be sentimental but not schmaltzy. And that is a really high bar, really hard to pull off. Is part of the point of your, uh, these ads to make me cry? I mean, that seems to be what happens with half of these ads. Well, there's two ways to go at Christmas. One is to go emotional, which is the default, because the best ads do pull on an emotion. Or the other way to go is to go humor, mm. gentle humor, and get and make people smile. Are there, if, if you look at this year, and we'll talk about specifics, but are there trends that stand out to you this year? The one thing I do see is Apple's recent Christmas ad is interesting to me because I think the, the message at the end of it is be kind as opposed to give someone a great gift or make someone's day, it's like, be kind. And I think in the, it captures the zeitgeist of our world at this moment, which is very divided and very angry. And I think that that is a trend that I see, at least Apple holding the flag on this year. All right, tell me more about that. Because it's interesting, they don't even call it an ad, they call it a holiday film. Yeah, it's, it's probably about two minutes long. And that, may I say this too, Matt, um, back in my day, when I was still a functioning ad writer, there was really no YouTube or anything. So everything had to exist in a 30 second television format. Hmm. So now with the, with YouTube and the internet, you can do films. You can, you're not boxed in by 30 seconds. You can do a five minute film, you can do a two minute film. So the storytelling is much more expansive now than, than in my day. And that really helps you tell an emotional story. We're going to talk about this Apple ad, which I mean, it's Apple, they can afford it. Um, George Harrison provides the soundtrack. Have a listen. This is an interesting little story. So it's about a woman who works in an office and she has a contentious uh, relationship with her boss. So he scolds her for being late. He closes the door in her face when she wants to talk with him. So she works out that workplace conflict at home by making a stop motion film with her iPhone camera. And what she's doing in that film is she's created a little character of her boss. And she has, every time he's rude to her at work, 
in the film, she has something happen to him. So he slips and falls or the snowplow dumps snow on him or his sleep catches fire from the fireplace in his home. So every time he's rude during the day, she creates something on the film that lets her deal with the conflict with her boss. Mm. And one day, she's walking home and she sees him in a restaurant. Everybody's there with their families, having fun, and he's all alone eating. And she realizes something about him when she looks through the window, that he has nobody in his life. The next day, she goes into work and she sees him sitting alone at the cafeteria eating his lunch. He takes a deep breath and then goes and sits down across from him and, and decides to have a conversation with him. It's a very simple story, but it's so lovely and so, so wonderfully told. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, from the ad person's perspective, aside from seeing her shoot these, you know, the little stop motion thing on her phone, what is Apple selling here? Well, you know, they are selling the iPhone because you do see her at home using the iPhone. And really what they're showing you, too, is the growing professionalism of the of the iPhone as a camera, mm. as, a, as a real instrument for filmmaking. But they're, at the end of the day, they get there. There is a lot of sentiment in that. It's it's meant to hit you in the heart. Apple did this um, before in 2013 with um, this ad called "Misunderstood." So those of us with teenagers will be familiar, perhaps, with the scene uh, that unfolds in this ad. Tell us a bit more about it. Absolutely. So what we're seeing is a family getting together for Christmas. So there's mom and dad and kids and grandparents and one teenage boy who looks to be about maybe 16 or 17. And while everybody's having fun, you know, uh, you know, getting the Christmas meal ready or playing outside, making snowmen, etc. He's always on his phone. The family always tries to kind of pull him away from his phone, but he stays with his phone and they kind of just accept that. And at the end of this story, they're all in the living room unwrapping their gifts. And when it comes to him, he turns on the television, presses play on his iPhone. And what he's been doing all this time is he's been creating a film hmm. of the family. And when he shows it, it's so emotional for them that he's really captured the essence of their Christmas holiday it's showing how you can create wonderful film with an iPhone. And I want to say this about Apple's advertising. From day one, every commercial you've ever seen from Apple always shows one person creating something wonderful. Hmm. Not companies, it's not groups of people, it's one person. Because that was Steve Jobs' uh, mission in life, is, as he always stated, which was to take the power of computing out of the hands of IBM and put it into the hands of the individual. And if you look at this commercial, it, it is the perfect uh, expression of that. This time of the year, it's kind of like, I was going to say an arms race, but the, you see these holiday ads get passed around, particularly on YouTube, where it seems like everybody is trying to pull on the heartstrings a little bit more. There was an ad that was released this year by a pub, a tiny little pub in Ireland um, that people have seen all over the internet. And it there's an older man who uh, goes to a cemetery. He's got some flowers. He puts the flowers down um, on a grave and then is out for a walk, ends up 
at a pub and he's there by himself. And as he walks in the door, there's a younger couple who appear to be having a great time. He's sort of sitting by himself. They're off at the bar and they're toasting each other. And he's there just kind of waiting, wondering, you know, how the day is going to unfold. Their little dog comes over and sits beside him. And then the couple comes over and sits beside him. And they end up, the ad ends up, um, with them having a pint. Now, I don't know where that pub is. I'm not gonna go to that pub. I don't know who the people are, but there is something that happens in that ad that is not just about the pub and the pints that they're drinking, but something larger. Why, why does that ad, that looks like it was made on somebody's phone. Why does that ad seem so successful to people? I think it's all in the storytelling and it's all in the casting. I mean, think about how simple that story is, Matt. It's about a lonely man and a lonely widower who is being ignored by society because he's elderly. And then he goes into a, um, a pub and, and a, a younger couple is nice to him. I mean, that's really the story. And it's, it could not be simpler. But the way it's shot, even though it's low production, lo-fi, it's just shot well, it's edited well, it's cast really well. His face, you see his whole life on his face. Yeah. So I, again, that message is kind of in, in keeping with Apple's message of be kind, which I think is kind of that mini trend this year. Hello, I'm Jess Milton. For 15 years, I produced The Vinyl Cafe with the late, great Stuart McLean. Every week, more than 2 million people tuned in to hear funny, fictional, feel-good stories about Dave and his family. We're excited to welcome you back to the warm and welcoming world of The Vinyl Cafe with our new podcast, Backstage at The Vinyl Cafe. Each week, we'll share two hilarious stories by Stuart, and for the first time ever, I'll tell you what it was like behind the scenes. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. So there are ads that aim for the heart that work. What other devices work in selling something? Well, uh, humor is the other way to go. And I always say this. I think the best retail Christmas campaign in this country of all time wow. is the Canadian Tire Give Like Santa, Save Like Scrooge. Never thought I'd agree with him. We don't agree. You don't think folks shop at Canadian Tire because it got so many gift ideas? Housewares, sporting goods? Nonsense. They go there to save money. Money, no, money, money. To make people happy. Saving money makes me happy. Oh, Ebenezer, you know you've got a heart of gold in there. And it's mine. All of mine. I <laughs> Canadian Tire that you give by Santa and save like I don't think there's been a better slogan for Christmas ever. Canadian Tire ran that campaign from, I think, 1982 to 2003. That's a long run. And why they ever abandoned that, Matt, I will never know. Maybe they internally got sick of it, but externally, it was such a great place to put Canadian Tire. Like, give like Santa, like, give great gifts, give wonderful gifts to the people you love. And save like Scrooge is such, it's just the best way to say it's affordable. As a former ad man, do you kind of wish you'd come up with it? Absolutely. <laughs> That's always my criteria, Matt. Do I wish I had done that? I, <laughs> I want to talk about Ikea. They have an ad that's out. We're talking about the holiday season. People are getting together and you have a big party or you might have a dinner and there's a lot of people around. Their ad kind of takes a shot at that. <laughs> I think we will know now. It doesn't seem 
sound of a lot of people at a holiday party, and then one by one, it seems like people just try and escape the noise and try and escape the people around them. And you might not think that that is particularly festive, but why does that sort of treatment work? They took an interesting strategy here. So someone at Ikea, when they were having their strategy meeting in their advertising department, decided to take a different slant on on Christmas. So instead of, you know, celebrating in this commercial, everybody's trying to get away from their family. The whole strategy was take a little time for yourself and go lie down on that Ikea bed and close the bedroom door and let all the chaos of Christmas happen outside the door. Like it's a it's a very interesting um choice that ikea made there but is there something funny about it and i think i think everybody can relate because christmas is a chaotic time it's where you know all your family members descend on your home and you're trying to make the dinner and you're trying to get the turkey out and keep everybody happy and there's the uncle that always creates the sturm and drang in the family all of that everybody can relate to so what ikea was doing there was saying hey let's tap it to something people can relate to is there a risk in doing that that when you when you kind of say, you know what, I like the holidays, but I actually don't like hanging around with all of you. I want to go and hang out in, in, in the bathroom by myself. That you get the tone wrong. You can so easily get the tone wrong. And that's a good point that you're bringing up, Matt. Tone is everything. Tone is, uh, is where everything goes wrong. And I learned early in my career that when you present a great idea you think of, of as a great idea to your client and it hits all the checks all the boxes like you know it's selling the right thing it's aimed at the right target audience everything about it's right but the client doesn't like it the reason is usually the tone is wrong for the company it doesn't match the tone of the brand and directors of marketing are very sensitive to that so it's easy to overlook it's easy to overshoot or get the tone wrong in a commercial that's usually the downfall in a boardroom in an advertising agency is the tone is slightly wrong. The brand is such an important part of this. I mean, again, you're selling products, whether it's a phone or whether it's a bed or a carpet or something like that, or, or uh, if you're selling, you know, flights. But it's also about the brand of the company that's selling it. And this is something that WestJet is known for in terms of, I mean, it has a larger brand and an image that it tries to present. But in its holiday ads, they have this thing, the, the miracle campaign. And these are like five minute long short stories about sort of the good deeds that this company is doing. Tell us a little bit about this campaign. Well, I think in the UK, I think John Lewis, the department store there is the king of, of Christmas commercials. The commercials they do are beautiful. Everybody looks forward to them every year. They go viral around the world. Like even, even you know, a country uh, 500 miles away is familiar with the John Lewis campaign. And I think the WestJet is the same thing here. Twas a night before Christmas and all across the land, the good folks of WestJet had a miracle planned. You know, they, they figured out a neat way while people were waiting for their flight to, to scan their boarding passes. And then they, they could talk to Santa live because, of course, Santa then knew what their names were because of the boarding pass. Oh, hello there. Is that, is that Cohen? <laughs> what are you looking for Christmas this year, Cohen? A choo-choo train? Oh, 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 a classic. Do you like Thomas? And it seems like a wonderful little gimmick at the waiting area, but when people get on the plane, and I think they're flying to Calgary, there's probably about a two or three hour flight they're on, and, and while they're in the air, 
all the WestJet employees or a whole group of them race out to stores and buy all those gifts that people said they wanted for Christmas, wrap all the gifts, and then when everybody gets to the luggage carousel waiting for their luggage to come down, then all the gifts come down. Like it's just wonderful. And when you see the, the shock and surprise on all the passengers' faces when they realize what's happening, that commercial went viral. That commercial was one of the top five viral commercials in the world mm. that year. And is, you know, that, is, is that about getting me on a plane or is that about reminding me how this company thinks and how this company operates? I think it's about WestJet's culture. Mm. I think that they have an unusual culture that they were trying to capture there. And I think that that great commercial and, and subsequent ones too, really captured that and the Christmas spirit of giving. A couple of things before I let you go. One is we've been talking about ads that end up, I mean, on YouTube and some of them can be short films. What about audio, radio ads, podcasts, for example? Do they have different challenges? You can show people doing things, but do they have different challenges through sound in terms of breaking through? There's a lot of noise during the holidays. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, radio always has... Radio's great at emotion because you can, the, a great ad doesn't sell the product, it sells the benefit of the product. And the benefit of the product always is attached to an emotion. So radio's really good at that. The, the one thing that radio struggles with, of course, is that you can't see the product. A couple of years ago, I was writing the radio campaign for The Bay when Bonnie Brooks was still the president, Matt. And mm -hmm. she, would, she would always start her commercials with saying, hi, I'm Bonnie Brooks, Brooks, president of The Bay. And one Christmas, she decided to do one commercial a day from probably mid-November to Christmas Eve. So one commercial a day, there was a product that was on sale. It was a one-day only sale. But I, I had an idea and I presented it to Bonnie and she liked it. And if you're familiar with the Shazam app. Oh, I love you. I use it all the time. Me too. Love it, love it. So I we contacted Shazam and we said, can you Shazam a radio commercial? And Shazam said, yeah, we can. So we said, great. So what Bonnie did in all those commercials, Matt, was she said, hi, I'm Bonnie Brooks, the president of the Bay. Shazam this commercial right now. And this is the, the app where you hold up your phone while some music is playing and it tells you that this is you know, whatever song and by whatever artist because you can't place it in your head. So when people Shazam that commercial, as they were listening to Bonnie, you could see the product on your phone. Wow. And you could buy that product off your phone in that moment. Mm. So really Shazam in that campaign had solved that eternal radio issue is I can't see the product. You can see it now on your phone. Before we go, because you mentioned it and we can't do a segment like this without it, John Lewis, department store in the UK, you said these are the, in many ways, the king of Christmas commercials? Yeah. Yeah. They they must have just the best advertising agency because the the stories they tell are so wonderful. It's so beautifully shot. It's beautifully cast. They they really I mean the entire country uh, the Britain just looks forward to what John Lewis is going to do every year. I mean very few people look forward to a commercial. Good times for a change. See the luck I've had Could make a good man turn bad Now the music matters because those of us of a certain vintage will know that that's a song by the Smiths. What we're seeing in this commercial is a little boy. He probably looks to be about five, I would say. 
maybe six years old. He's he's waiting for Christmas to happen. He's so impatient. You know, he just he's looking out the window for Santa. He's looking, pining at the gifts under the tree. He's driving his poor parents a little crazy. He can't wait for Christmas. And what we all assume by looking at the at his face is he can't wait to get his gifts. Can't wait to tear into the gifts under the tree. But when we get to the end of this wonderful story, we realize that what he's been waiting for is the gift that he's bought for his parents. He can't wait to give it to them. So please, please, please let me get what I want. Lord knows it would be the first time. So this wonderful little surprise at the end of this really delightful commercial. The thing that you've said over and over again, you've talked about the products, you've talked about the idea, but you keep mentioning stories as well. Stories sell, right? I think, I think storytelling is probably the best um, vehicle in, in advertising. It's what we always strive for in anything I've ever done is to tell a story. And that's you know, you develop a skill set as an ad writer, Matt, to be able to do that inside, you know, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute. And now writers get two or three minutes, but it's all about story. We are hardwired to love stories. That's the thing about us as a species. We love storytelling. And I think we get drawn in by it. And in a two or three minute story, you can really uh, have a lot of wonderful beats rather than the, you know, the exoset missile that a 30 second TV commercial once was. I'm so glad to talk to you about this. I can't imagine speaking to anybody else about all of these ads. Um, it's like my own little private version episode of Under the Influence here on The Current. <laughs> Terry, thank you very much. Thank you, Matt. That was a lot of fun. Terry O'Reilly is, of course, the host of Under the Influence here on CBC Radio. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.